Good morning, lunatics. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Matt Luna Fishing Podcast. I am your host, Matt Luna, and it is back to reality. It is back to normal life. Back to work today for me. Um, I had a good Thanksgiving, and I hope everyone else did too. Um, I was out of town getting snowed on, and a little fun fact for everybody is that I have actually never been in falling snow i've grown up in san diego my entire life and we don't get snow and um, even the mountains that are nearby that do get snow occasionally um, i've never been there when it was actually actively snowing so that was a real treat for me to be in falling snow and it was snowing for pretty much three days straight during our thanksgiving um, vacation uh, we were up at Lake Arrowhead, and um, I did not do any fishing. Um, I've always wanted to try to get out on the lake. I hear the smallmouth fishing at Lake Arrowhead is really good, but you um, it's a private lake, and you know I don't know anybody that has lake rights in order to go out there and fish it, so it's not as simple as just bring your rods and make a couple casts and see what happens. Um, so it's a little bit more complicated than that. But one of these days, I would love to get out there and fish and try to catch some of those Lake Arrowhead smallmouth. But yeah, that snow was a trip. Um, I was, we ended up having to leave a day early from our vacation. We were um, at the hotel and I I think the snow was affecting the the power. So the power would go out every once in a while and it wasn't a big deal, the power would go out and then the generator at the hotel would kick in and we'd have power and everything was fine so like literally like 15 20 seconds of no power and then everything was back up and running well on what was it i think it was the friday um after thanksgiving we wake up in the morning and there's no power not that big a deal at the time um it was the morning it was still warm everywhere the heaters that you know hadn't been off for very long and um, it was like, I don't know, like 30 degrees or something like that outside. So everything was fine overall. I mean, it was dark in the hotel, but you'd open up the window or open up the curtains and you'd have the light from outside and you know, everything was fine. Um, But where you had issues was that there was no TV, there was no internet, there was no heater, there was no restaurant, there was no anything. So Lake Arrowhead is not that big of a place, so if the main hotel out there had no power, then pretty much nothing else was gonna have power either. So we kinda were just waiting for it to get turned back on, and we were told that it was supposed to happen around 11.30 or so, and 11.30 came and went, and there was still no power. It started to get colder in our room. The main lobby of the hotel was very cold because people kept going in and out of the hotel. And obviously that cold air from inside was starting to come inside. Thankfully though, the hotel did provide, you know, some cereal, some sandwiches, some drinks, some stuff like that. So that way people were able to, you know, have some food and some drinks and stuff like that for the breakfast time and, and also for that lunch time with the sandwiches and stuff. So that was pretty cool. So you weren't like just going hungry, but it was still obviously frustrating not having any power. So we decided that um, we were gonna go play out in the snow one last time before before leaving our trip one day early. We were scheduled to drive home on Saturday, but we decided to go out play in the snow one last time on Friday. And um, after that, went back into the room, um, warmed up, and was the showers and everything still work, so you're able to 
take a hot shower, warm up that way. So we got ready to go, left, and um, you know the 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 act of actually leaving was a little bit more difficult than I was expecting. So I don't know about you guys, but sometimes when we go on vacation, like we want to do nothing. Um, so we didn't leave and with all the snow and everything that we were getting um, leaving just wasn't really an option anyway we were pretty much snowed in so my car had been outside in the snow for like three days straight of snow so for those of you that live in the snow you know that that accumulates pretty quickly and you're gonna have to dig your car out like I literally walked out into the parking lot and I couldn't remember the exact spot that I parked my car I had an idea of where it was at so I just went out there hoping that I could figure it out and I literally could only figure out my car based on the license plate frame cover there was snow covering the entire car the entire roof all the way up the doors and the only thing that showed was the top rim of the license plate frame cover not the license plate itself but just the the top part of the frame cover on the vertical part of the back of the of the car so i was able to um find the car and uh, the hotel had people out and about plowing the uh, parking lot and making it so people could drive and get in and out of their parking spots if they needed to um but mine had been sitting still sit still for a while in the parking spot so there's a bunch of snow on the back side of it so thankfully one of the guys in the tractor was able to uh, move a lot of that snow so it, it alleviated some of the work but I couldn't get in on one side because I had to like dig myself out on the driver's side and there just wasn't enough room with the car that was parked next to me so I had to go out over on the passenger side dig out all the snow from the passenger side enough to open up the passenger door I had to you know dig out from behind the rear tires dig out from in front of the from behind the front tires and um, climb over the center console with my snowy boots and snowy everything to, in order to turn the car on, in order to try and back out, which at first I wasn't successful, so I had to keep digging out more and more and more because the, the car didn't have chains or anything on it yet because we didn't need to have chains when we drove up there. There was no snow, no nothing, so we were fine, but we needed chains when we left, so I keep having to dig everything out. Finally able to back up, and um, I'm trying to go forward to like pull around to the front of the hotel and I can't because I'm just spinning on some snow that's in front of me. So I was trying to just back up and then hopefully roll over it and it wasn't working. And um, somebody that was waiting to waiting for me to be able to move came up and um, thankfully helped me out and dug out some of that snow in front of my car so I could start going. And then we drove I drove up to the front of the hotel and then I had to clean off the back of the car in order to get the hatch open in the back because the 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 back hatch for like the trunk area was frozen shut so I couldn't open it so I had to dig out all the ice and dig out the snow and all that so long story short is I'm not a snow person I'm not a snow person I don't know how you guys do it that live in areas where you get snow like that every year every week every whatever I, I couldn't do it I guess I'm spoiled being from Southern California like I wouldn't mind like a small like dusting of snow but I I don't want to do that on a day in day out basis that just does not sound fun to me not to mention like I couldn't go fish like I'm sure people go out and fish in the snow and everything like that but like how does that work with your boat like you have snow all over the bow everything's soaking wet and that snow starts melting and 
and it's slush everywhere. Like it just doesn't seem like something that's uh, that you're gonna do very often. So needless to say, we were able to get out of there, get home a day early, which I think ended up being good. It was nice to get back home. We'd been there basically from the Tuesday before Thanksgiving and we were supposed to leave the Saturday after Thanksgiving, but we ended up leaving on Friday. Um, so I think I think all of us had enough enough time away. I think we were both glad um, to be home, back in our own house, in our own bed, on couch, everything. Because um, I don't know about you, but like going on vacation is cool, but there's just something nice about getting back home and being in your own space with your own couch and your own blankets and your own bed and all that, and just back to your routine. However. Speaking of routine, I am not looking forward to going to work today. Um, you know, I, I think we're all in that boat pretty much that, you know, breaks are fun, but going back to work is very difficult, you know, after those longer breaks and those longer holiday um, times off. But, you know, get back at it, get back into that work routine and everything will fall into place. But it's definitely hard to make that first trip back. So since we got home early on Saturday, I took advantage of that extra time and was able to record some videos that are gonna go up on YouTube. I did a rod review and I did some tackle making videos and um, I did three. I did three videos that day. I did the rod making video, I did a plastic pouring video, and I did a uh, swing football head jig video where I made the swing head jig. And um, those are gonna go up on YouTube probably sometime this week one of those is probably a couple of them might end up you know a couple weeks out because i'm trying to get some content um that can be up ahead of the game so that way if i for example i'm going back out of town again this coming weekend so i won't be able to go fish i won't be able to record any of that content over the weekend so i need to get some content um ahead in my content game for youtube so that way i can keep putting out consistent um, videos and content for everyone to enjoy and um, so look forward to that. I got the new Boss Hog mold. It's um, the Do It Molds version of the Brush Hog and I've already caught a fish on it. I've had the mold for maybe a couple weeks now and um, I didn't record it but I was able to find some time to make some, some up before a recent fishing trip and um, made some casts with it and was able to catch a fish on on one of those um, baits that I made, you know, in my trip, it was a tough day of fishing that day, but we were still able to manage to catch one on um, fishing that. It's the four and a half inch Boss Hog. It's very comparable to the Zoom Brush Hog. And um, it's one of my favorite baits to throw for sure, especially on a Carolina rig. So I'm looking forward to making more baits with that. And um, coming up, you'll see some content with, with that mold and that swing head jig mold. And hopefully, you know, in the future, I can show you guys more fish that I catch on um, both of those new baits that I got from Do It Mold. So um, I'm looking forward to giving you guys the opportunity to watch that. Um, I got some fishing video. I got a fishing video coming up here soon too. So that, that'll be posted up on YouTube. Um, I don't know the exact layout yet of how all the content's gonna roll out, but um, I think I have four videos ready to go. So I'll probably put two up this week, two up next week. And then depending on how the week goes, maybe I'll end up, you know, being able to record a couple more for the following week after that. But um, I won't have any fishing content coming out um, very soon just because um, I haven't been able to. I was out of town for Thanksgiving, going to be out of town again um, this coming weekend. Um, so hopefully maybe what would that put me like mid-December, I'll be back out on the water. Um, you know, there's a chance I might be able to get out, 
you know, at some point in between all that, but most likely it's going to be mid-December before I'm back out on the water. Um, hopefully catching some good quality fish. They should be nice and fat after feeding up on all these shad, but um, who knows. So I'm really thinking about doing some like more live stream stuff. Um, so if you're only a podcast listener, um, I would recommend maybe checking out my Instagram or my YouTube because I'm really thinking about doing a little bit more Instagram live or YouTube live um, live streams. Um, I just think it kind of gets gives you guys an opportunity to get to know me a little bit better, to get to learn my personality a little bit more. Because when, when you edit things, like not that you're making it fake, but you kind of edit it in order to flow. Whereas, you know, when you do something live, there's no editing there. So you kind of just start to, you know, see the person and their personality a little bit more. And I just want you guys to feel like you can get to know me and um, get to know me, get to know, you know, just, I, I just feel like it helps that relationship that, that you have with whoever you're following and watching their content. I think that that just helps, you know, everything in the long run. I could, you know, do a lot of different live stream content, whether it's talking about different baits, talking about a tournament that I fished, talking about, you know, whatever you guys want to talk about. I don't want to make it about me. I want to be able to make it, you know, valuable for you. If you're going to spend your time, you know, watching something that I put out or listening to a podcast, I want there to be some type of value coming from that, whether it's entertainment, you learn something, whatever. I don't, I, I don't really care what it is because something that's entertaining for one person might be, you know, a learning point for someone else. It just kind of depends on the individual person. But basically, I, I don't want people to feel like they wasted their time. So hopefully it's entertainment. Hopefully it's valuable in some type of way for you. So that way you're getting something out of the time you're investing in my content. So some other pretty big news um, in the fishing world is that Brandon Polinick and Gerald Swindle are leaving MLF and going back to the Bass Master Elite Series in 2020. Um, both those guys left the Elite Series back in 2019 and fished MLF last year. And now they're going back to the Elite Series. And if you're wondering how they can go straight back to the Elite Series, they have the, I think it's called the Legends Exemption, which gives them the ability to come back because they've won Anglers of the Year in the past. So that gives them the ability to jump back in to the Elite Series without having to go through the Opens. Because I know I just did a podcast, my most recent podcast episode was talking about Scott Martin and how he's got to fish the Opens. But um, that, uh, Gerald Swindle and Brandon Polnick do not have to do that. They can jump right back into the Elite Series. So those guys are gonna be back fishing for five big ones and not the uh, MLF format, which I still think guys on the MLF format are still trying to catch the quantity, as, as big of a fish as they can in the a quantity that they need, but it's just a different game. It's just a different format. Different um, mindset I think you have to have going into it. I haven't fished any of those events myself, but it's something I think would be pretty fun to do. But I think obviously if you're going for five big ones, like you could have five bites in a day and do really well in a tournament. But if you only have five bites in an MLF event, you're gonna be struggling. You know, I don't have the statistics for Gerald Swindle or Brandon Polinick in front of me, but just from like being the casual fan or the casual observer listening to some other podcasts over the years, their names definitely did not get brought up in conversations of people that did well 
in tournaments. I think um, I think Brandon had a good finish in one of the events. I don't remember exactly, but I know that it wasn't probably what they were expecting in their finishes. I don't know if that had any effect on them making the switch back to Bass or not. Um, they both said that just, you know, that's what they know. Bass is what they know. Bass is where their heart is and Bass is where they want to be. Um, I, I'm sure the, the lack of success probably played a factor into it, but I think given enough time, those guys both would have made the adjustments they needed to make and been successful at the Bass Pro Tour. Those guys can just straight up catch them. I think their resume speaks for them for themselves, but um, obviously they felt it was in their best interest to go back to the Bassmaster Elite Series and fish for, for those five big ones every day. And I'm excited to watch um, both of those guys in 2020 fish the Bassmaster Elite Series. Um, I've been a fan of um, Brandon Polinick's YouTube content for a while, and, and I'm not gonna lie, it just didn't feel the same um, when he was doing the Bass Pro Tour content. I mean, I still watched it, it was still entertaining, but for whatever reason, like it, the, the, it just didn't have the same feel as it did when he was fishing for the five um, with, with bass, and I don't know if that was because of the, the fish size or, or because of the you know, changes in where he was finishing or, or what. I don't know exactly what it was, but I did feel like personally there was something different um, in, in the two different types of, of content. I mean, the video production value was there, the personality types were there, the, the fishing was there, but I, I just don't know what it was. Maybe it's just because I can't relate to it or something. I'm not exactly sure, but I feel like when I can relate, whether it's like a Hunter Shryock video or the older Brandon Polinick videos or um, the Brian Latimer or whoever is putting out the content, some of the Scott Martin content, when they're fishing for five and it's a, it's a situation where you can also go out and fish your own tournament fishing for five, I feel like it's just so much more relatable. I feel like it's much more um, something that, that you can grasp, grasp. You feel like you understand what they're doing a little bit more. Um, whereas with MLF, I, it's just not prevalent enough for all of us to go out and fish MLF styles of events. So I, I have a feeling that's part of it. But I'm excited to see those guys back on the Bassmaster Elite Series. Um, excited to see their content um, up on YouTube, or at least Brandon Polinick's content up on YouTube. So that's other exciting news in the fishing industry. Well, this kind of was a weird episode, just kind of catching up after the holiday break and talked a little bit of fishing industry news. But um, I really want to thank you guys for listening into this episode. And um, if you don't know and YouTube's more your thing and you're just checking the podcast because, you know, I've been promoting it lately and stuff like that. But YouTube's more your thing. I do post these podcasts up on my YouTube channel. It's not an actual video of me recording this podcast. It's more of a, it's basically just a still shot of the title and my logo for the podcast and um but if 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 that's something that you're into that you you want to just kind of listen on your way to work as it's on youtube that's an option for you as well but um, i want to remind everybody that um, i have a promotion going on with realer shield that will um, expire on december 16th and that promotion allows you to get free shipping if you purchase a um bundle pack of their sunscreen so you go in there you use um you go into the website purchase a bundle pack and at the checkout use the code luna 
SHIP, L-U-N-A-S-H-I-P, and you will get free shipping on that bundle pack purchase. If you're purchasing individual sticks, you can put two in your cart, use the code LUNA at checkout, and one of those sticks will be free. Um, I'm gonna be probably doing a giveaway associated with anybody that buys a stick of sunscreen. I'm thinking about putting out the, the giveaway prize as a pack of my uh, custom jigs that I make. Um, basically, it'd be a pack of five to the winner, and I would just need proof that you purchased your Reeler Shield off their website using those codes. And, um, you know, so I don't know how many people would get in on that, but basically, you know, a minimum $10 purchase is gonna give you the opportunity to win, you know, 20 bucks worth of jigs. So, um, be staying tuned for that. That's something I will probably promote a lot on my Instagram. And um, I'd probably post some stuff on YouTube. And I'll mention it here on the podcast, but I just um, depends on how much um, time I have to record. Will depend on how much I'm able to talk about it on the podcast. But um, if you follow me on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, wherever, uh, make sure to be on the lookout for that because most likely I will be launching that here in the next couple days. Um, I want to give that at least a couple weeks time before um, those codes expire, but those codes will expire on the uh, December 16th. So we got, you know, two weeks actually from today um, for that um, deal to be continuing. So jump on that. I know it's November or December and sunscreen's not on your priority, but please go buy um, uh, at least that two pack that you'll get one free. So you can get 20 bucks of sunscreen for half price. So go check it out. Reelershield.com. Make sure to use those codes and be on the lookout for a giveaway that I will be doing along with your purchases of the Reeler Shield. So again, thanks for checking in. Other discount codes will be in the show notes. So make sure to check those out for your discount codes for GCI Outdoor, Reeler Shield, uh, Sixth Sense, Omniafishing.com. Um, take advantage of the savings that I can hook you up with. So again, thanks for listening into this podcast and I will check in with you guys later. Stay tuned for more content coming your way and thank you again for listening. See ya. Thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. I really appreciate it. I want to talk to you guys real quick before we go about how you can support my podcast. You guys know I want to fish professionally and make a living doing it and I can't do that on my own so if you guys want to support the podcast that's an option that Anchor provides so I want to let you guys know about it if you're interested in doing that go to anchor.fm slash matt-luna-fishing and click the support this podcast link I'll also leave a link in the show notes if it's something that you're interested in I kind of feel weird ask, uh, mentioning it but I wanted to pass that information along to you guys also if you want to get a free ebook that I have put out. All you gotta do is sign up for my email list. There'll be a link in the show notes for that as well. And you can learn about what bass seed talks about shad, bluegill, and crawfish, and the different times of year that you can target those forages where the bass should be. May not be a perfect every time you go fishing way to find the bass, but it can kind of give you that yearly timeline and help you be close to the right areas where those fish are. So, Thanks again for listening. I appreciate it.